Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're studying the Gospel of John. Today is episode 187. We're looking at John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. Let's read the passage. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to them, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloth lying there, but he did not go in. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, then also went in, saw, and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. This is the account of the empty tomb on Sunday morning. Jesus was executed on Friday and toward the end of the day he died. He was removed from the cross just prior to sunset, uh, hastily taken to a nearby tomb that Joseph of Arimathea owned, and quickly prepared for burial and placed inside the tomb. Now it's Sunday morning, and a group of ladies are going to the tomb to finish the burial process. Now we're told here, Mary Magdalene, she's the only one mentioned, but we know there's others because she uses the term we, and when she goes to Peter, she says, we don't know what they've done. And the other gospels tell us there were others. Matthew says there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. Mark says there was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome. Luke says there was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and others. So we don't know how many ladies were there. We don't know whether they all came together or whether they came in groups. And one of the concerns is the seemingly difference in in time frames, where here it says Mary Magdalene came while it was still dark. Mark says that they came and it was daylight already. So were they referring to different groups? Did they all come together? Did they come in shifts? We... We just don't have a, a real clear picture there. You, you read all the various accounts, and you, you get a picture, and sometimes it seems like there's some contradictions, but they're just told from different perspectives, different point of views, which actually leads authenticity to it versus a well-rehearsed word-for-word rendition that everybody gives. They're each giving their own individual view of things. So Mary Magdalene comes to the tomb early, First day of the week, Sunday. It's still dark. She's eager to finish the process that was hastily begun on Friday afternoon. It says she saw the stone had been removed from the tomb. Well, in Mark, it says as they were coming to the tomb, they were asking who's going to roll the stone away. So verse 2, she sees that the stone's been removed. She went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to them, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. So she runs to Simon Peter and 
the disciple whom Jesus loved, which we've addressed earlier. This seems to be John's way of referring to himself. So Peter and John are there. Mary Magdalene runs to them and tells them the tomb is empty. So verse 3, that Peter and the other disciple went out heading for the tomb. They were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but did not go in. So they start out together. It, it seems that uh, they were running together, but John outruns Peter. John gets to the tomb first, but doesn't go in. Peter gets there pretty shortly thereafter, and Peter heads straight on in. And then John eventually follows him in. And he sees the linen cloths lying there. These are the cloths that Jesus had been wrapped in. So verse 6, following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb, saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. Now we have to ask, why does John include these details? What is it about these cloths? And that's where we got to be careful that we don't make too much of it. But we also have to ask, is there something to be made of it? The, the takeaway, I think, here is that it's an orderly scene. It's not haphazard of, if it had just been a grave robbery, they wouldn't fold things. And specifically, the headcloth was folded up and neatly placed over by itself. The, the linen cloths have been wrapped around Jesus. It, it doesn't really talk about their condition other than they're in one place and the headcloth is someplace else. And the headcloth is neatly folded. So it, it seems as if Jesus had risen, whether he had risen through the grave clothes or got up and took them off or, or whatever. And it, it seems to be an orderly scene. It's not just a haphazard grave robbery kind of things. If somebody had just come and stolen the body, they probably would just grab the body and run with it still wrapped up in the claws, or had they unwrapped it, the claws would have been scattered about, and they certainly wouldn't have folded neatly the head cloth. So it, it's an orderly scene. Verse 8, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first, then also went in, saw and believed. So this is John speaking about himself. He's basically saying here, I went in, I saw what the scene was, and I believed. Now, I didn't say what he believed. Believed what? Particularly when we put it together with verse 9. He says he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Now, when believe is used later, when Jesus starts appearing to the disciples, specifically with Thomas, the, the challenge is about believing. Thomas says, I'm not going to believe. Believe what? That he's risen from the dead. Then when Jesus appears to him, he says, believe. Believe what? That he has risen from the dead. And then in, in verse 29, Jesus will say, blessed are those who believe it, but haven't seen like you have. Believe what? That he's risen from the dead. So I've got to believe here that when he says believe, believe what? Believe he's risen from the dead. It would not make sense to say believe he was no longer in the tomb. Of course, everybody believes that. Everybody who's been to the tomb believes he's not in the tomb. But believes what? I believe he's saying here, 
that he believed he's risen from the dead. But in verse 9 he says, but they didn't understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Well, that's okay, that fits together. He believes he has risen from the dead, but he doesn't yet have a theological understanding of this. He doesn't understand the necessity of rising from the dead. He doesn't understand the implications of rising from the dead. He doesn't understand that the rising of, from the dead has proved that he was the Messiah and that his death on the cross was the payment for sin. He doesn't understand all that yet. He believes Jesus is risen from the dead. But he doesn't understand what it means yet. He doesn't understand the theology of it yet. He will. It says specifically, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Now, what particular scripture is he pointing to? Well, he doesn't say, and it's not really apparent. It's kind of like when uh, Paul talks about he was crucified according to the scripture, rose from the dead according to the scripture. He doesn't really say a particular scripture passage, but it seems to be kind of the totality of the Bible message. And, and that may be what John means here. He didn't, didn't specify any particular scripture passage. But Peter and John run to the tomb. They find the tomb empty. They find the orderly appearance of the tomb. And John says, he believed. Now at this point, John seems to be the first one to believe in the resurrection. But he adds on that, but he didn't understand what it really meant yet. In verse 10, then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. Now, it's not just a simple, well, okay, Jesus isn't here anymore. Let's, let's go home and have breakfast. It's, what are they going to do? They're here. The, the body's gone. Uh, there's, there's really nothing more for them to do. So Peter and John go back to where they're staying. And then the ladies will have encounters with Jesus. So here we have Easter morning. Jesus has risen from the dead. John believes but nobody's yet had an encounter with him. We'll see that next time. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.